0: Are we tired or are we out of shape? At the end of it, I think there's a number of things, but it's unacceptable. The effort has to be there every day. That's the most disappointing thing about today was the effort. I'm quoting, quoting Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the Boston Bruins. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning, if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. The time of tonight's Penguins versus Bruins meeting is 7.08 p.m. at PPG Paints Arena. Same exact thing tomorrow. Two really, 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 big games, and even bigger opportunities for the home team to make some hay. The Bruins, as one might gather from my opening reading of Cassidy's rant following Boston's 4 nothing loss to the Rangers Saturday, are not going well. They just aren't. They've lost eight of their last 12 games, which if you think about their talent level and where they're supposed to be in this division, they're supposed to be the class of this division. I really believe that. If you think about that and you think about the fact that it's probably going to right itself at some point, they're going to get some of these injured guys back, uh, notably Brandon Carlo, who's still out following Uh, The sickening Tom Wilson hit. Jake DeBrusque was on the COVID list for Saturday, but then he was off it yesterday. We'll see what his status is for tonight. But even just before that, Cassidy had benched DeBrusque. They've had all kinds of issues motivating players. And if you haven't seen the Bruins in a while, I know this is really hard to fathom because you just don't think of them that way. You think of them as the, that most energized team, at least I do, maybe in the conference, the way they come at you. Nothing's going right for them at the moment. Now is when you jump on that. Now is when you seize that. Now is when you say, hey, listen, those guys are down. Maybe, just maybe, they'll come out all super motivated trying to make up for that and responding to Cassidy's words and whatever else, but then, you know what? If we get the first goal on them, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Have you looked at the East standings following the weekend? Penguins, of course, coming off Predictable, expected, but nonetheless, respected. Two-game sweep up in Buffalo, taking all four points on the table. They're now 17-9-1. They're in third place. Islanders have 40 points. Capitals 38, Penguins 35. The Bruins are fourth with 32 points. Flyers, who've decided they're going to try to get through the season without any goaltending are now fifth with 29 points. But the Bruins, this is a chance to make something happen, create some separation, not for the standpoint of making the playoffs. Every point is about making the playoffs. But what you don't want to do, you don't want to have a situation where The Bruins do bounce back later in the year and they're making life tough for you and they're making life tough for everybody and then they they get into the playoffs and then they are the Bruins again. You also don't want to have a situation where you'd regret later on that you missed out on this chance and the Bruins end up a point or two ahead of you and then they get home ice because anybody who's followed the Penguins versus the Bruins over the past decade knows that the Bruins don't win here and the Penguins don't win there. And once more and more fans start coming into these buildings, home ice is going to be more and more of an advantage. But I argue that it wouldn't be any bigger deal in any matchup than Pittsburgh versus Boston. So keep the foot on the gas. That's where the Penguins kept it, in Buffalo. I was impressed with what they did up there. I know everybody thinks these games are all supposed to be 7-0 or whatever. That's just not how it goes. The Penguins played pretty good, not great, pretty good defense. They were dedicated enough. Uh, They skated hard enough. They got enough goals, you know. They, they did what they needed to do, but it wasn't in some half-hearted way. I, I really I, I thought, I, I thought that they, they did enough and showed enough to suggest that they were serious about taking care of business up there, which is what they did. They weren't going to lose their minds. They weren't going to go ballistic. And really, there's nothing. If you're a head coach, there's nothing you can say to a team. Nothing to motivate them sufficiently to go and just slaughter a team just because they're in last place. Fans can want that, fans can wag their finger about that and, and worry that it's the second period and it's still tied and why can't we ever take these teams seriously? Why are we playing down to the level of our competition? It's human, it's human nature. That's it. I, I thought the Penguins took care of business just fine. In particular I was impressed with the first line of Sidney Crosby, uh, especially the, the continuing uh, recovery, I guess is the right word, of Jake Gensel, now that he's shooting from longer ranges and showing that his shoulder's healthy, and then everything that Brian Rust gives to this team and everything that he brought Saturday night in particular. They've been good. Second line's been good. Third line's been Okay, fourth line actually showed a pulse for the first time. Yes, it's the Sabres, but again, the Penguins didn't do anything in that series to take a step backward, and that's the most significant thing that you would have had coming from it, because they do have this stretch of a whole lot of Sabres and Devils and Sabres and Devils, and then there's these two games against the Bruins sitting in there, in the middle, like an island. And these are the ones you've got to really take care of. I can't stress this strongly enough. I don't know if three out of four points, especially if they're clean, meaning the Bruins don't get any loser points out of it, would be sufficient. But taking all four would make one whale of a statement about taking this group of Penguins more seriously than most of us have. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for Just One Question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. Today's just one question comes from Adam Perry in Boulder, Colorado. He asks, DK, is there any news about Mike Lang, any word on how he's doing and whether he'll return this year? It's not quite Penguins hockey without him. I checked up on Mike just last week, as a matter of fact. He's he's doing okay. He's still in touch with people from the team. There's no word on if or when he'll return this season. The very obvious reason that he's not doing anything is that, you know, he's, he's had his own health issues, and he's staying safe from coronavirus, presumably, hopefully, uh, until – until everything is clear for him to return I'm glad that you ask about him others have asked about Mike as well uh, it is strange uh, not having his voice connected with the team there's some stuff on the PA you know Elvis has just left the building uh, gets pumped in through the PA system whenever the Penguins win a game there's also an opening segment that he and Josh Getzoff do together but I'm not gonna lie uh, walking up to that press box which is now named in his honor for anybody who doesn't know that it's the Mike Lang press level uh, there's a joint picture of Mike and of Dave Molinari our hockey writer here at DK Pittsburgh Sports both of them of course members of of the Hall of Fame. And it makes you appreciate how much a lot of the people uh, off the ice mean toward the continuity of a franchise. You know, players come and go. They do. Uh, The greatest of great players come and go. Other than Mario, he never leaves. (laughs) Exempt Mario from any and all comparisons, by the way, on any sports topics. Just leave Mario out of it. All of these players that we all say, face of the franchise and this and that or whatever, uh, someday they're gone. Someday they're even playing for other teams against your team. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury now plays for another team. It is, there's something special to be said about those people who are off the ice, who create that, that bridge, that identity. Who are the Pittsburgh Penguins? What do they represent Um, What good do they do for the community? Uh, How do they treat their fans? How do they treat their players? How do they treat the people around them? How do we think of them? How do we identify with them or not identify with them? The Penguins have been blessed beyond words to have a lot of people. And by that I'm referring to people who are infinitely less visible than Mike Lang contribute to this culture, to this feeling over the years. It's why I get personally deeply disappointed when somebody there, whoever, for whatever reason, acts out of turn or out of spirit with that. And by the way, for the most part, so do they when it happens. Mike's a big, 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 big part Of a lot of people's lives uh, in this community speaking just for myself and I've told Mike this story myself uh, many times when I was a child I had this huge really awkwardly thick transistor radio like the size of uh, like a modern dictionary don't laugh I mean it's just these things used to be bigger and My mom would come in to say goodnight, but the Penguins were playing on the West Coast. So I was going to be part of Mike Lang's Night Owl Club. And I put this thing under my pillow, and it was like having three pillows. That's how high my head was off the mattress. And my mom would come in and see it and just roll her eyes and leave because she knew there was no way that I was not going to listen to Penguins versus Kings or Penguins versus Canucks that night with the 10.35 p.m. Eastern face-off. And yeah, I'd stay up for that moment at midnight when Mike Lang would say, and for those of you still up, and if you're listening with your radios under your pillows, welcome to the Night Owl Club. That made me feel like I was part of something. That made me feel like I was in. And again, you're just a kid, okay? So that's kind of, it's easy to make an impression on a kid, but it did. It did. Being a Penguins fan as a kid felt like you were part of something cool and special, even way before that was actually possible in this city, meaning pre-Mario. So yeah, he's missed. Here's hoping he comes back soon, healthy, and vocal as ever. Thanks for the question, Adam. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll see you next time.